It's the Pinky the Pig Show. <laughs> okay, it's me, it's Pinky the Pig, and it's time for our show. Thank you for listening to the Pinky the Pig podcast show where you listen, laugh, and learn with an oink and a moo. And I'm here with my excellent friend, Mildred the Cow, the Moo Cow. Hi, Pinky. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm good. So what's going on? We went bowling last night. You went to the bowling alley? They let you in the bowling alley? We have a special jacket. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I've got to tell you, Mildred, talk about fashion. You should see some of the shirts that people wear at the bowling alley. Oh, yeah, they're very colorful. Sure, because they compete. They're in leagues. They all wear the same color shirts. Yeah, those shirts are loud. (laughs) Visually loud. Yeah, they're pretty bright. They're not as bright loud as the the jockeys on the horses. Those shirts are really bright and loud. Well, sure. Well, when they're out there on the horse, they, they want to have a bright, shiny color. So they can identify which rider jockey is on which horse. Yeah. Well, it was loud and the colors were loud and the, it was loud in there. Right. Well, when the ball hits those pins and it crashes and they all go flying. Yeah. They call that pin action. Right. Yeah, then a pin can take out another pin and doesn't even don't even need the ball. That pin action's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. It was really fun. The whole family went. Oh, nice. Yeah, Lady Lynette and Farmer Tommy went, and Robert and Penelope and myself. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Yeah, and Penelope did really good. She didn't even use the bumpers like the other children do. No. No, she just... She, her technique is pretty cute. She goes up there and she has the ball and she squats down and she holds the ball with both hands and then she just rolls it down. And she did pretty good. She got a 77. She hit, she got 77 pins. Wow, without the bumpers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even when she learned to ride a bike, she didn't use those training wheels. She had them on for one little spin. She said, yeah, Robert, you take them off now, please. <laughs> yeah. So did Lady Lynette, did she bowl well? Oh, yeah, she has her own technique, too. Okay. <laughs> she, when she rolls the ball, she got 157. Oh, that's a good score. Yeah. She almost beat Farmer Tommy. Farmer Tommy always wins. Yeah. And Robert, he did good, too. Okay. But anyway, back to Lady Lynette. When she rolls the ball, she leaves her hand on top of the ball. So now... When she releases the ball, yeah, it's going toward the pins, but it has a backspin on it. So it goes slower and slower by the time it gets there. And it's so funny. She'll just hit the pin and brrr, brrr, they all go down in slow motion. Not a whole lot of pin action, no ricochet. Ah, oh, so she, she throws it slow and straight. Yeah, not Farmer Tommy. He's got the curve on. He throws that thing. Vroom! And, yeah. and Robert, he tries to throw the curve, but once in a while he gets a gutter ball. You know what the gutter ball is. Yeah, it goes in the side and the edge. 
Right. Yeah. Well, you know, bowling goes back to 5000 BC, the ancient Egyptians. Yeah, that's wild. Well, they would like set up objects and roll stones and knock them down. Yeah, that's a crude form of bowling. Right. And in, in the year 1930, this British anthropologist. Anthropologist? Yeah, they study the old stuff to dig it up. Well, actually, that's an archaeologist. Mm, what's the difference? Well, the archaeologist, yeah, they dig up ruins and such and determine past civilizations where an anthropologist, they study the cultures of the humans and their laws and such. So it's more human, their minds, the relation. I mean, they work together, of course. Yeah, so what did they find? Well, in 1930, this British man, he found a miniature crude bowling set in with a, a grave of a child. And it was determined that these artifacts went back 3200 BC. Aww. And they have found from the ancient Egyptians drawings on the walls that they say resemble bowling. They go back to 5000 BC. Awesome. And then there's a German historian, and he says that his in his country, bowling goes back to the year 300. Wow. And then... It's believed that in England, by 1366, the, the game that we call bowling today was established. And, of course, the Italians. Well, they played a bocce ball. That's totally different. That, that's a whole nother podcast. All right, that goes back to the Roman Empire. Yeah, but in the bowling, the object is knock down the pins. Right. And you know, Mildred, if you get three strikes in a row... A strike, that's when you get all ten pins down on your first try. Because in bowling, you get two tries to roll, to hit the ten pins down. Right. And if you get them all down on the first one, that's a strike. Yeah. And then the second try, if you get them all, like if you left two and you get them both down, that's called spare. Right. So, if you get three strikes in a row, it's called a turkey. That's right, it's called a turkey. And if you get four strikes in a row, it's called a ham bone. What? What? What, is it all about the food now? The turkeys and the ham bones? Oh, yes. Some of those people in there bowling, I get that now. No, Pinky. People come in all shapes and, and sizes. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, uh, anytime you get more than four strikes in a row... That's called a bagger. You bagged four, you bagged five. Interesting. But anyways, yeah, and you know, like in golf, if you get, um, there's birdies and eagles and albatross. We did a whole podcast on the golf. We did. That was episode 127. Yeah, we did one on baseball. 149. And we did one on football. That was episode 21. And we invite our listeners to go back to previous episodes. Yes. Yeah, it must have been cool way back when, when they made the pins out of wood. It wasn't just the pins that were made out of wood. The ball was also made out of wood. 
and, and it wasn't until the year 1905 that they developed the rubber bowling ball. Yeah. And it used to be that they would hire teenage boys, they're called pin boys, and they would pick up the pins and reset them in the bowling alleys where, and then of course technology, they developed the machine that did it, the automatic pin spotter. Yeah. And that technology came from the machinery that the bakers used in their bakeries. <laughs> so, Picky, do you understand how to keep score? Yeah, well, it's a little tricky when you keep score because if you get a strike, then that's 10 points. Then your next two tries, that counts also. So you add that up onto it. If you get a spare, that means the second try, you get all the pins down. Then your next one shot, then you get that added on also. So you got to have a perfect score of 300. That's 10, 10, 10, 30 points per frame. 10 frames, that's 300. Yeah, scoring's a little bit confusing. Yeah, I, I have it down pretty good, though. Well, you know, Piggy, it really is a very popular pastime for Americans. In 1895, the American Bowling Congress was established, and it was just for men. Oh, brother. But then in 1917, women, they created their association, the Women's National Bowling Association. Yeah, there were a lot of women there. They were making a lot of noise, trust me. Yeah, well, people travel all over the country for their tournaments. There, 95 million people enjoy bowling and in 90 countries worldwide. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, Pinky, we just have time for a quick quote. This comes from Anthony Duran, and he says, Life is like a bowling alley. Once you take a risk and release the ball, you never know what you're going to strike. Hmm, how about that? All right, it was really fun. I'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Okay. Love you. I love you.